Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Since Second Grade. It's Madeline. And Katie. And Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) So, we were first guests today, if you couldn't tell, our extra human saying the name. Um, Our guest today is Dylan Julia Cooper. I just called you out. Oh, can I say your Instagram username? I just, I didn't ask you that. Yes. I think it's at Dylan Julia Cooper, right? Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) So we have our first guest as Dylan, very appropriately. We have known her since Mm -hmm. second grade as well. Oh, yes. Katie's known her longer. It's fine. I've known her since second grade. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just um, lame in that way. Um, And Dylan is a human person actor unconfirmed extraordinaire everything extraordinaire um and we are super excited to have her on the podcast today so thank you for being here Dylan (laughs) thank you so much for having me also shout out to our most supportive followers yes that is true if you want to be on the podcast maybe you should start commenting on our Instagram posts like Dylan just saying yes Dylan's real homie um so today our topic is going to be we can't have multiple topics, but our main topic is going to be mental health. We're going to give you a splash of some folklore talk, and um, we'll talk to Dylan a little bit about herself, too. And Dylan is, you know, an expert on mental health, so it's, she's the perfect person to have on here for this episode. Um, yeah, so to start off, we are going to um, yep. Can I give a PSA? Oh, yep, we got to start when we say Dylan is an expert on mental health, we do not mean Dylan has any sort of credentials or degree. I am in no way a doctor nor a therapist. I cannot help you physically or mentally. That is true. So, as always, when we say expert, we use the term very loosely. Um, yeah, good PSA. Thank you for that. Okay, so for our first question today for Dylan, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be to help our followers get to know you, you know? Gotta add some spice. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick an unpopular, an unpopular word, um, because I find it has a lot of negative connotations. But I embrace those negative connotations. I would say that I am, in one word, ambitious. Yes, fitting towards you. Do you want to explain it all, or just leave it at that? I think that very often women who are ambitious are not seen in the same way when men as men that are seen as ambitious so I like to own the word ambitious because I want to go places far places good places hopefully yeah love it I love it love that okay um Katie do you want to answer I mean I know well my word is the same as Dylan so I (laughs) feel like I everyone on the podcast just thinks that (laughs) I'm copying Dylan now, but I swear I'm not. Awkward. Um, I think me and Dylan are similar in the ways of our ambition. We dream big. We think it's like we we go for the stars, and if we don't hit the stars, we're like, oh, yes, we will. One day. It's going to happen. Yes, I think I'm ambitious in every aspect of my life. Could be a bad thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes. But I also like to think of it as a positive. Yeah, that's good. Um, I wrote this question, but I really struggle with coming up with an answer. So <laughs> love that for me. The one word I did come up with, which is interesting because it also has a negative connotation, and I was like, you know what, maybe embrace it. So now it sounds like I'm copying Dylan too. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> no, 
is emotional, which obviously everyone's like, oh, that's a bad thing. But I looked at the definition. It's not actually a bad thing. It's just like, now I forgot the definition, of course. But it's like, just, you know, <laughs> being in tune with your emotions, basically, and like having them and expressing them. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that because it can be good in some ways. It can also be bad. Yeah. But yeah. No, I would argue as long as I've known you, you've only become a more emotional person and like that is in the most positive context because you are some probably one of the people I know the most in the world that is is uh, in touch with their emotions and actually and in that you make people comfortable with sharing their emotions with you which is a really powerful thing yeah I was just about to say I think I also think it ties well with our topic of mental health yes (laughs) ma'am because I think (laughs) you know mental health obviously is very you know, it involves your emotions a lot, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Say it louder for the people and, in the back. Like, yes, exactly. And so, yeah, I think that, that ties well in, in our topic today. So good job, Madeline. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so for our other intro question, just kind of a life update type thing. What's the most interesting thing that's happened to you recently? If anything, because quarantine, but... <laughs> Oh, right. I'm answering first. Um, <laughs> I think that probably the most interesting thing that's happened to me recently is, I don't remember if I told you guys this, but I, like, a cop pulled their gun out in front of me. And when I was what? driving, I was driving to the <laughs> doctors. I was actually, it was a couple, it must, it was probably three weeks ago now, but um, I was driving to the doctors uh, for other reasons. And I was going downtown and uh some the cop that was driving in front of me when we were the only lane he pulled pulled uh perpendicular to me all of a sudden got out of his car and pulled his gun on a homeless man who was sitting on the sidewalk um so I had to stop there and roll down my windows and I was ready to film because he obviously was just over I don't it was I don't know the situation but from what I could see seemed like an overuse of force but anyway yeah wow crazy it was pretty scary i mean it was scary it didn't even you know wasn't even about me but i was just like there's this fear yeah weapon out like that terrifying yeah yeah wait what ended up happening with it well they actually it was it was only one lane because there was construction so the construction guy came over and moved the cone so i could go around the cop car uh, that's crazy shout out those construction guys i know shout out to them Damn. Uh, Katie, you wanna go? Um, I feel as though this is how the episode's gonna go. I'm gonna af- answer after Dylan, and then my answer will seem inadequate. Um, <laughs> because she gave sounds like much five. better or <laughs> more deep, serious answer than I would. Uh, but what is the most interesting thing that happened to me? Um, ah, yes, I will actually use today. Today I went to a USC Dylan was actually there a USC thing and it was interesting because all these little faces were popping up on the zoom and they were these random people I haven't seen since middle school and it was really uncomfy and I was like I hope we don't all end up going to USC or it's gonna be really weird (laughs) but um it's fine that's the team everyone from Sutter just ends up at USC that'd be pretty intriguing fear Interesting. <laughs> um, I just realized I, 
oh gosh this, this is really gonna be the pattern of the episode then Katie's like oh I'm gonna answer and then I forget my answer um love it you know I really did have something in my brain before now and it's gone so if it comes back later I'll let you know <laughs> nothing interesting has happened okay anyway we're just gonna move on to folklore um so Dylan's also an expert on folklore and I'm wearing a folklore which I thought was appropriate. So we're just going to chat about folklore for a little bit. Uh, um, PSA, folklore is the newest Taylor Swift album. <laughs> There's a chance you don't know that if you're listening. A weird well, chance. Okay. My feeling is a pretty high chance, but it's okay. You're really out here with the PSAs today. So... What's your favorite song on the folklore? We should actually let's do like a speed round of this because we want to get to the okay. beat, the tofu okay. of the episode, right? Um, so <laughs> oh my. we're gonna just do speed round. So everyone just pop out your answers. Oh God. Favorite song on folklore? Sorry. Uh, panic, peace. Uh, Betty. Um, invisible string. Wait, okay. wait, real, real fast, Katie. Did you then yeah. watch the AMA? performance of betty taylor swift the amas out. happened no no not, wait, no, that not, not the amas the a wait american country music awards acma okay there we go the, she performed no, but my mom live. did okay well you should watch the performance it's so good and she looks so pretty um i saw like, a clip <laughs> of it <laughs> it was amazing yeah. and i thought i thought oh, of you katie because i know it's your favorite so i feel loved. betty is a bop so it's peace. Well, it's not peace. Isn't a bop. It's like a, it's like, like a, a deep song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a to it. oh. Yeah, it's like a sob song. Um, okay. Mm. Do you have thoughts on who's who in the love triangle? I'm very interested in this answer. What do you mean who's who? Like, 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 like. Do you, you know think how it relates to her speculations? Her real life is that what you're saying? Like real people, well, or like... that too, but also like the characters. Like people have different speculations about who's who, because like obviously oh. it's like Betty and James, but then it's like people think that Inez is either like the affair person. I don't or like think... a random friend who Personally, like gossips. Yeah, I don't think uh, Inez is the is the third person. Um, I just called the other girl August because that's like her song, so. I just, because, here's the thing, it's supposed to be, like, a high school, it's supposed to be, like, a high school story, like, this, mm-hmm. it's a classic old, it's, like, the old Taylor, like, in high school, mm-hmm. like, James is the guy that, that would have broken Taylor's heart in high school, kind of a thing. Yeah. So, I think that it's, like, there's Betty, and Betty was in love with James, and then James and Betty, bro- I don't think James, also, I don't think James cheat was, I don't think it's implied that he was cheating on her at the time, I think it was, like, he like their thing broke off and so he like you know was going to apologize to Betty and then you know August pulled up big man of my worst intentions Mm -hmm. and like so he got caught up in that for the summer and then comes back and and apologize no he doesn't apologize he actually apologizes nowhere in the song does he say I'm sorry um but he just comes back and and admits that he missed Betty in his summer of love I don't know. I also saw something that like Inez could be like her friend that she talks about in Seven, which I thought was interesting. Because that's a I whole different that. thing. There's, but, yeah, I feel I like 
I feel like there's a lot of different connections you can make throughout the stories, mm-hmm. but the main, like you can like make assumptions and pull things like that have references mm-hmm. to others. Like Mad Woman, the the term Mad Woman is also referenced in the great in the last Great American Dynasty and other yeah. tracks. So it's just like there's like a lot of different <laughs> like points of connection you can make, but the the main yeah trilogy is that Cardigan August Betty. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to add anything, Craigle? Um, I do not in-depthly listen to music. I think <laughs> I've had this discussion with these two before. I, I love songs that tell stories, and I love songs that have messages, but I do not sit and listen to, like, every song on an album and, like, have new favorites mm-hmm. every week or discover new... Like, I listen to an album once, I take the five songs I like, and I listen to those over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> which is not a great way to uh, listen to music, um, but it's, your but it's way. how I do it. So yeah, every, each to, each to their own. You know, we yeah, all find yeah. ways I think that work. Especially for us. with music and entertainment, that's say each to their own. Isn't it to each their own? Sure, I don't know the say. Dude, you know how often I mix up <laughs> sayings. Like I'm like I once said they're like an ant on the wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just make up the yards thing, you know. There's like the the it's something so many yards, and I just make up a new number every time because I don't know the whole something yards. Oh, it's like the I whole three what yards. What is something. the yards? The whole the mm-hmm. whole ten yard, the whole nine yards, the whole nine yards. Sure, I don't know. I don't know if it's nine. I just <laughs> okay. That up. We're gonna do rapid fire. We're yeah. gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's like the least rapid ever of fire. Okay, least favorite song. Go. Exile. Okay, you're. We're not gonna, <laughs> I know we've argued about this before. <laughs> we've argued to be fair, before. they are all lyrical masterpieces and musical masterpieces in every single way. Um, this just like personally yeah. for relatability for me, it's Exile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it's there's like a, a set of songs that I just don't really listen to because I don't. Least favorite, Katie. With. Come on. Least I don't favorite. have it like a least favorite. Just I just have one. the ones I don't to, listen to. Pick one so I can like, roast you about it. <laughs> I don't really listen You're to... You're not rapid firing. Hurry up. Sorry. I don't listen to Cardigan that often. I don't listen to... Interesting. Hoax. I don't listen to... What else do I listen to? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop there. I think... Interesting. Uh, Exile or Hoax. Only because I haven't, like, gone into them as much, but I don't know why. Okay. Um, Best folklore lyric. Go. Wait, that's really hard. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> uh the devil's in the details, but you got a friend in me. Uh, that good. whole that to be fair, that whole paragraph, that yeah. whole stanza of of writing is to me just uh, superior to most. Also, also, yeah. sorry, just one more in Mirrorball. The I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. That gets me every time. I really like that, Eric. Just to, not to skip Katie, but just to add on to what you were saying, <laughs> mine was, um, all these people think love's for show, but I would die for you in secret. So, like, yes. same song. But, yes, I love that one. Okay. Do you have one? <laughs> I think we all know I do not have one because I have not listened <laughs> in-depthly enough. We've That's been doing that. Okay. Last question before we go into the tofu, the meat. Um, controversial folklore opinions, if any, that you want to share. Or not, if you don't want to be attacked. I can be I can be controversial. I think that 
there are less connections between songs than people make out there to be. I think that, and mm. also I think it's less biographical than people make it out to be. People really want to put labels on things and really want to say, well, this is about this, mm-hmm. this is about this person. Like there's a whole feud on Taylor Swift's stand Twitter. Um, forgive me for knowing this, but um, <laughs> about like who the one is about. And I really looked at that and went, none of these are directly biographical except for Invisible String and The Lakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listen to The Lakes. I love The Lakes. I think that's, I think it's a beautiful, and I don't even, that's not even as biographical as Invisible String is obviously detailing yeah, Joe Allen's sure. uh, life, so. Mm-hmm. Um, what's my unpopular opinion? Now, I'm not going to give one of mine. I'm going to give one of yours that you're just wrong about. Uh, oh. The fact that you guys don't like the song Exile is very oh. controversial because it's not <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful like song. Though and i know i think it's a beautiful song i yeah, definitely I don't like it's it. just it's my relatability i don't know i don't know what it is my i, I can't I relate to it the, i don't even know if it's real relatability for me it's just like i, I just don't like vibe with it as much yeah so i guess kind of the same but like but i've always strong but sorry. i love it still yes i've always had an issue you can ask my parents i've always had an issue with slow songs for some reason i think in only music experts would know this, but Perfect Blue Buildings by the Counting Crows is off of August and Everything After, which is a perfect one of the few in history perfect albums. And Perfect Blue Buildings is a beautifully written song. And for some reason, I cannot get behind it. Like, I think it's a good song. It's just like, for me, it like doesn't resonate mm-hmm. the same way. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. So that was a little spiel on folklore. Um, so now we're going to get into the mental health, the juicy stuff. So do you want to ask a question first, Katie? Because I've asked a lot of questions. Yes. I feel like I have a connection question. Okay. It's like a transition when you're in an essay. And Love it. Um, we were talking about music. We were talking about folklore. How do you think music or other forms of entertainment contribute to mental health or like their effect on mental health? That's a big question for me because I feel like I definitely am somebody who, I mean, I, I, you guys know this, I rely on music much more than most people. And I, I know a lot more music than most people, especially mm-hmm. people our age. And I listen to music constantly. And I think that without, I have not gone a day in easily over a decade of not listening to music. I listen, like, there is not a single day, even when I don't have service when I'm camping I always bring like an iPod or downloaded music that I can listen to in the tent so I am constantly listening to music and I think that it really is one of the ways I emotionally express myself or process emotions is like looking in the mirror and dramatically singing along to a song is the way (laughs) to deal with being sad and that is definitely one of the ways I cope without it I would I would not know who I'd be yeah um yeah that's a really good answer. I think now you get to feel inadequate. Can you ask the question again? Because now I feel like I don't know what to <laughs> How do you think music or other forms of entertainment contribute to or have an effect on your mental health? Or just mental health in general? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that music can like... Well, I think music does a lot of things, obviously. But I feel like, it, like one big thing that music does is like help you feel less alone and like you're not the only one going through things, you know? And so I feel like when you find, like, music that really resonates with you, like, it's just really, like, kind of what you're saying about processing emotions, but just, like, knowing that, like, you're not the only one who can go through it and also being able to, like, 
belt out something that you totally like you just connect with you know I feel like that's like really therapeutic and helpful um but I also think like people like writing music is really therapeutic and yeah just like being able to find music that you connect with I think can like really help with mental health and like kind of I don't know I don't know if everyone does this but like if I'm listening to a certain type of music like I'll get into a certain type of mood you know so like if I'm listening to like pump up music like it can totally make me in a better mood and sometimes when I'm listening to sad music like it just makes me sad you know so I (laughs) think it can go either way with that um but yeah I just wanted to add one thing also I feel like it helps you find yourself or like pin down how you're feeling I have an entire playlist, by the way, anybody who wants to search Dylan Julia Cooper on Apple Music, go ahead and take a look at all the playlists I make. I make quite a lot of them. Um, one of the playlists that I have, I have over 100 playlists, you guys, I'm not even kidding, um, is one that is like me, like when I need to feel more like me, when I feel like I've drifted from who I am inside, who I am inside, uh, which feels kind of uh, cliche and dramatic, but it's like that helps me. Yeah. me pin down who I am and, and bring me back to centering myself yeah, I think that's really cool. yeah that was a good answer um I think in general not just music but art scientific there are scientific studies I cannot <laughs> name them but they're there about like the effective forms of art therapy um in one of my acting classes that I had with Dylan and Madeline, they showed us a documentary about how they brought performing arts into prisons mm-hmm. and how acting helped help the prisoners kind of learn how to channel their emotions and learn to figure out what they were feeling other than just anger or like, uh, yeah, frustration or anger, or kind of like aggressive emotions. It helped them kind of figure out what they felt beyond mm-hmm. that. And so I think art in general can help people a lot and also I think in recent years not always in good ways but often in good ways the arts talk about mental health more now you see more movies and tv shows about oh Madeline's making it angry no no it wasn't you it was um, sound in her background yeah sorry about that guys continue okay never mind Madeline's not making angry faces at me like she usually does um (laughs) But, you know, there's like, I just watched a movie about addiction and it was very, very enlightening. Like, I felt very eye-opened. That's a terrible, terrible grammar. <laughs> when they get it right, it's so gratifying. I yeah. just recently read a short story for class called Chef's House. And it is about, the center of it is an alcoholic and just seeing it portrayed in that way and what I know is an accurate portrayal is really satisfying to see and educational for a lot of people because a lot of times certain medias will 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 show parts of mental health that is not representative of it as a whole like for example Mm -hmm. I saw a tweet that was like an autistic student commenting on on the way autism is is portrayed and stereotyped like we only Mm -hmm. ever talk about autistic people Mm -hmm. when they're upset or we only show them when they're upset but what about you know the other points in their lives when they're not Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um okay so this is kind of a whatchamacallit what was the word I was trying to find roller coaster no you did that with your hands yeah I did you guys can't see your like (sighs) I 
my brain is broken straight to the tell um you know no i don't know what it was just transition question okay this is kind of i'm just curious about your definition to clarify a little bit for the rest of the conversation like when we talk about mental health what does that entail for you it's a very general question but that's actually a really i feel like a really challenging thing but i think mental health is the alignment of both intellectual and emotional stability or like the goal of with if you're exploring mental health you're exploring it with the goal of intellectual and emotional stability homeostasis if you will of the mind big Down science work right now um you want to go katie do you think Oh, um, no, I do not want to go after that intelligent answer, that was <laughs> but I will. Um, so I feel like for me, it's important to say, I think there's definitely a line between like when you're having discussions about mental health and when you're having discussions about mental illness, right? I feel mm-hmm. like the lines between those things get very blurred, right? Like everyone is dealing with their mental health at any given time. And I think anyone can have very bad mental health or very good mental health mm-hmm. at any given time. Um, and that could be as a result of mental illness or or not, um, right? So I define mental health kind of in the same way as Dylan. I think there's like emotional, physical health, which are kind of two separate things. They can, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously there's intersecting between them, but I kind of think of them as two separate categories. And mental health is kind of that line in between where it relies on both the emotional how you're doing with your emotions and also the kind of yeah intellectual brain using side of you yeah those are really good definitions um I think yeah I would just add to that like when you are discussing when you are discussing mental health um (laughs) the timer just popped up for zoom I apologize sorry um but I think when you are discussing, like, mental health, like, it's kind of, like, mental well-being in general, you know, which is, like, a little bit, like, can be the same, but can also be different from, like, discussing, like, specific mental health issues that people experience. So, like, when we, we're not necessarily always addressing those issues, but we're trying to, like, focus on the well-being when we talk about that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's my turn to ask a question. Should I ask a controversial question? No fear, fear, Katie. Okay, we're going with the controversial. Do it anyway. Um, Mental health is obviously a topic I think that has become very more relevant in our generation than it has in past generations. But I think with that, sometimes people... Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to um, Do you think people in our generation or beyond our generation, but kind of in modern times, self-diagnose and jump to mental illness too often as kind of to describe how they're feeling? Like, so, like I, for example, I know a lot of people who will say, I'm depressed or I was depressed without ever actually having seen a therapist who told them that, without actually having a lot of the symptoms of depression. Um, So do you think that happens? And also, 
do you think that makes mental illness less seriously addressed within our society? Okay, in short, the short answer, yes. In, uh, <laughs> to explain myself, yeah. <laughs> I would say using personal experience that I've had, it can go both ways. So I remember when I was in seventh grade, I went through a brief depressive episode where I was, I'm not, I don't have depression, but I did for that time because I was going, I was grieving and there was, it expanded beyond that to encompass my entire, my entire life at the time. And so I, I did, I, and I did not diagnose myself. I went to a therapist and saw a therapist who said, this is how you're feeling right now. It's not permanent, but it's good that you're, you're dealing with it, which I know is obviously not an avenue that everybody can take. But, and that was good because if I had jumped to, hey, I have depression, it, that is a separate issue. And so I think that, yes, it is overused to, you cannot, you cannot, nobody can diagnose you but a doctor. At the same time, rates of PTSD specifically are very high in people that do not get diagnosed because they can't get diagnosed. So I know people that have been diagnosed with PTSD from a traumatic event and I know that, I mean, if I'm speaking on myself, I personally see symptoms of that in myself and I've never been diagnosed, but I, with confidence can, can assume that I, I suffer from that much. If you suffer from the same symptoms, however, you should never self-diagnose and self-treat yourself. That is the worst thing you can do Mm -hmm. is to self-diagnose and then, and then accordingly treat yourself, which, oh yeah, I guess the podcast people could not see, but I did put quotes (laughs) around, um, (laughs) Um, So I do think that that's a really important distinction to make. However, as a whole, mental illness is underdiagnosed in our generation. Um, And you should go through all the avenues you possibly can to avoid uh, any hormonal changes that you like. In general, you should not be put on medication unless you've specifically consulted a doctor. And and, uh, it's because you don't want to, you don't want to, you just don't want to mess with things you don't understand unless you've consulted a, a professional about it. So always consult the experts. The experts know people, I think this is something that gets blown over in Trump's America. Forgive me for saying it, but Trump is somebody who laughs at science and the experts when the experts are the people you need to be listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a very good answer as I keep saying, but I think also with that, like, with the whole self-diagnosing your thing, self thing, um, I think there's also like an overuse of terms, kind of like what you were saying, you know, to describe things that aren't actually like the mental illness or to just be used as like a daily adjective, you know, which we kind of talked about like in English class one time too, but just like, yeah, like when people say like, oh, I'm depressed or something or, but they aren't actually depressed, like they're just saying that, you know, like that causes a lot of issues and like, the fact is that if you're saying that and it's not actually like true at all, or even like you just don't know that it's true, you know, then that can kind of like invalidate someone else's like realness of something that they're going through. And it can also like cause people to take people who are are actually going through that, like less seriously if everyone is saying that. But at the same time, I think there is something to be said for like not, invalidating someone what someone's going through just because you think they're just saying it you know like it's not necessarily your place to say that um and I think there's also like I guess this is going into a different thing but I was gonna say like there's also like 
a lack of access to mental health like resources and care and stuff and so I think that can cause problems because it's like not everyone has the ability to get themselves diagnosed and so you might just like be going through this and it's like like I have all these symptoms like kind of like we were saying like I I feel all these things like I feel like I want it to be validated but I can't actually go get a diagnosis. and so there's a difference between like saying like oh I think I have this or like I feel like this is what I'm going through and not like trying it like you were saying like not self-treating yourself or saying like trying to diagnose someone else you know especially but and like saying I don't know what the other thing was I don't remember what I just said but you know what I was trying to say um, I think that's the main point. My brain is really broken today. I should have had no, that today, but yeah. You're right. I mean, there's just like, there's these barriers that uh, we can't always foresee in, in talking about this. Like for every sentence you say, you can't go, except for the people that obviously economically, you know, cannot get there or socially right. are not allowed to see a doctor because their family is whack or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> like is that whack. is a real thing. I, yeah. Of, yeah. of parent or parents getting in the way of teenagers seeking mental health um, help. Mm-hmm, so that's yeah. a real, that's a real barrier that people have. So it's, it's really easy to paint a brush and go, you should just get help and, and mm-hmm. figure it out. But in reality, it's much more complex. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think to kind of just, I, I agree with what both of you are saying. And I think an interesting thing I've noticed, at least in my experience with not my personal experience, um, but like the people around me and what I've seen with, with mental illness and, and mental health is I feel like it's almost like the people who, who say like, oh, I'm depressed or, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so anxious are actually not the people who are struggling as much as someone who would, who's actually dealing with it. Cause I, from what I, once again, this is just my experience and I know everyone has very different experiences with mental illness. Um, I think a lot of times people, it's still hard to talk about these things, even though our generation has brought up these conversations and tries to get it to be more um, acceptable and less stigmatized. It's still hard to talk about. Like no one wants to be dealing with mental illness. No one Mm -hmm. wants to have to deal with that. And so it's, I think it's hard a lot of times for people uh, to do that. And kind of like Madeline was saying, when people do go around saying, super severe anxiety or oh that person's skinny they have an eating disorder something like that you know it's dangerous <laughs> I'm not laughing at what you're saying um, I'm really sorry <laughs> Madeline is making faces again you're why right. is it always when you're, I'm talking that you make your technology faces? is having some issues I would just like to point out that Katie I agree I think uh-huh. you're right it's, <laughs> no. it's a harmful a harmful thing yes I agree I was not laughing at that whatsoever that is not just make that clear to add on to what you were saying, too, I think, um, just to add on to the whole conversation, really, I think another issue is, like, like overusing the terms is an issue, but also, like, as if someone's, <clears throat> like, telling you what they're going through, you know, where they're like, oh, I have something, you know? Like, I feel like it's an issue, at least in my opinion, it's kind of problematic to ask somebody if they've been diagnosed, unless, like, Unless it's appropriate in the conversation, because that kind of makes the like it makes somebody feel like oh like you're not. It's like what I I mean I keep using the same word but like invalidating what they're going through, what they're feeling, and like 
maybe they don't want to talk about like if they have a diagnosis or something you know and so I think while like it can be problematic to overuse the terms or misuse the terms it can also be an issue to like ask somebody if they've been diagnosed if they're like telling you about what they're going through and then also um I was just gonna add to sorry no before you I I just want to say one more thing yeah when you were saying the thing about like um people who say the things are often like not the people who have the issues you know while I think to a certain extent that can be true I also think that you shouldn't use that as like a general rule because like I know at least from like myself like I am really passionate about like removing the stigma kind of around mental health issues and like I think it should be more talked about and I know a lot of other people feel that way too and so I think like if someone is like one of those people like they're gonna want to be more vocal about what they've been through possibly and so like just because someone's saying it but it also happens like it's the way they say it so I don't know anyways yeah do you want to finish what you're thinking yeah um yeah I was just gonna add on to your comment you know when we had yes you know what I'm saying comment right before the last comment you just made um about how even if someone you know if someone comes to you and they they say they're they're feeling these things or they say they're struggling with this mental illness regardless of whether they've been diagnosed or not yeah like there's still obviously an issue there you know whether it has been diagnosed whether it is as severe as someone else's there's still an issue and they're still not in a good state and so they still need your support yeah and they need their emotions to feel validated some of the times to you know um and also I have another controversial thing to add to this conversation um I think I I just want to get your opinion on it so I guess it's really a question because something I have noticed is it's almost become like trendy to be have a mental illness like I feel like people get the impression that if you didn't suffer from a mental illness or you don't suffer from a mental illness it means when you succeed at something or you do something good like you didn't have to struggle to get there so people don't care as much um I think especially with social media and and sometimes even entertainment media it's become like yeah, it's become like trendy, I understand, and I don't like. I that. understand where you're coming from with that, but I think that the real issue lies in people struggling and needing help rather than. I totally understand the like. It should never be used as an excuse, and you can. There are examples of people abusing it. However, they are so outnumbered by people that are. It's almost like sexual assault allegations, just because the false are so few compared to the ones that are serious and not taken seriously. They think that that might not, that's just not the issue to focus on in that context. I think adding on to that, I think that with, like, I understand what you're saying about it being like trendy and stuff, because I think that is sometimes true, like, because it is, but I think what I was going to say is I think with that is the reason that it is like something maybe not trendy but like similar to that is because it is such a problem and that like so many people are going through it that at like this point like it's people are the people who aren't struggling with mental health or illness are kind of outnumbered by the people who are struggling you know because it is such like a problem and so I think that 
and like because of like the lack of resources and things it's just like people keep struggling and so I think that's kind of why it's and especially with teenagers you know because school systems are just so bad about handling mental health and like not helping people at all and so a lot of teenagers have to go through that kind of thing and so I think that that's just like almost a societal norm more than anything is just that you are kind of struggling with mental health as a teenager and like even just in society but yeah also I don't know if I'm allowed to say this so you guys can cut this out later but like (laughs) mental illness does not make you an asshole so I've known people that are assholes that are have mental illness and I know people that are assholes that don't have mental illness and I think that Sometimes if somebody's struggling with one thing, we'd be like, oh, like we need to give them all the chances and like, but I don't think, and this is very controversial. I mean, not controversial. I'm not apologizing for my opinion. Um, I'm just saying that I think that no matter what, if you do something, whether it is a, a consequence of your mental illness, if you do something that is wrong, you apologize. You are not taking away accountability just because you you struggle with mental illness. And I've seen, mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, I see this pretty prominently in, in my peers. So I think that, and I've watched people go, I made a mistake. Here's my explanation for why that happened. Let mm-hmm. me apologize for it. And it having meant the mental illness that they struggle with helps explain their actions, but it doesn't excuse their actions. However, you take that into account. If somebody's apologizing to you for something, you go, I totally understand. And empathize while I cannot fully understand what you went through I can empathize with that and understand that that is a struggle Mm -hmm. that you go through yeah and I think I was gonna say the same thing like there's a difference between explaining like what happened and why it happened and trying to justify and like excuse what you did you know because it's like there are real reasons that people can like if you're really struggling, like, it can be a lot easier to be mean, kind of, you know, um, (laughs) those are gonna use your word, um, and I think, like, that is a real thing, but I, it is still you, and it's, like, it's still, like, under, whether or not you felt, like, in control at the moment, I think you can always, like, acknowledge it in the future, at the very least, like, saying, like, yes, like, I am, I was like it is still like I still am holding myself accountable for doing that you know and like you can explain your reasoning but yeah did you have anything to add Gregle you're making a face oh um yeah I think I agree that you should not use your mental Mm -hmm. illness as an excuse for anything ever but rather you know it, it like obviously yes you can say like that is a reason why bad things happen sometimes that is a reason why you cannot deal with life maybe how people expect you to deal with life sometimes um and I I I agree it doesn't justify it but it is something Mm -hmm. that that happens but I also think from like in that situation say someone was Mm -hmm. was wronged right we're going into hypothetical now um if someone was wronged um I think it's also important for the the person who was wronged uh yeah to like Dylan was saying to be empathetic and understand that it wasn't just coming from this person you know being a terrible person it's coming from a place where they weren't in a good mental state and so I think 
I think our world in general, not also, just with mental health, you, we just need to have at more At the same empathy. time, it does level the fact that you don't need to accept an apology either. I think yeah. that that's something, especially that's pushed onto women, if you do not forgive somebody, you're, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to say, but you know, <laughs> like you're not nice. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times, like you have to deal with it a lot, like alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So alcoholics, when they're going through their steps um, to get sober, when they get sober, mm-hmm. they go through and they have to apologize to the people that they've wronged when they were drunk or under the influence of alcohol because alcoholism yeah. is a disease for anybody that doesn't mm-hmm. know. And it like part of that is the apology mm-hmm. and doing the apology, knowing that they do not owe you accepting that apology at all. But the fact that that's on you to actually go through and do that. Yeah. And I, I think this even like just with that whole conversation, I think like forgiveness is something that's often nowadays just like a word. And same with sorry. Like they've, you know what I mean? Like they've turned into words without meaning because of their use a lot of times because people just say them to say them and like they're not actually genuine, you know? And I think a lot of times, like what you were saying with like women, especially, just you're expected to forgive someone automatically when they apologize. And also like there's not even a lot of weight with those words like if you do say them it's like cool we're good you know but it's like you know what I mean so yeah I think that's important okay um I'm gonna kind of shift the conversation a little bit so this is more about like kind of us personally but how do you (laughs) I'm just gonna ask a a two-part question how do you deal with stress slash de-stress and how I'm combining two questions do you feel like you have a balance in life and if so how or are you working towards a balance in your life and if so how um no that is just our all of three of our reactions gave away a lot about the, our answers to that question I think Um, I would say, first of all, I am not, do not have balanced mental health. I would say that I definitely strive for it and I take steps to take care of myself mentally, but under no circumstance am I, am I the guru of any (laughs) sort and nor do I, am I the expert? I would say though, looking at my peers and knowing my peers and being close to the people that I love in my age group. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I do not suffer from significant mental health, I mean, mental illness concerns, I would say that overall, I'm better off than most people, which is a blessing for myself. It has nothing to do with me as a person, simply the way the cards are drawn. And at the same time, I take, I do a lot for my mental health. I think I listen to music. I've lately been trying to identify exactly the moments that make me happy during the day. So I know that when I've been working hard for a certain amount of time, I take those five minutes and I dance around the room. I blast a song and I dance around my room for nobody but myself. And it, it like revitalizes me. Also there are scientific studies that show that it improves your focus. If you do that for five minutes and then get back to work and do 20 to 25 minutes of straight work without any interruptions, it actually is very good for your, your uh, work progress and productivity, but also like, I mean, little, I meditate every day for like, however long, usually 10 minutes of meditation a day. So I'm doing over an hour of meditation a week. I think that's really important to find things that you love 
that are important because everybody has things they love, whether your situation is the worst it can be or the best it can be. You can find something. Talking to my friends, I text I text friends a lot. And while it's really bad, you know, with COVID, I text my friends, I check in and, and just hearing about them and the people that I love, like that gives me the strength to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um what a good answer. Oh, good answer. <laughs> um um, I think I'm kind of similar with Dylan in the fact that, you know, I don't think anything teenagers' <laughs> mental health or stress levels are where they should be. Oh, wait, but also Katie, Katie. Given everything, I think I'm in a very sleep. good place. I just need everybody to, to know that sleep literally does wonders for your mental health. Everybody should know that. Please sleep. People, teenagers, I know you're like, I can go off at three hours of sleep and I'm That's cool. It's like, true. no, just get eight hours of sleep. I know it's hard. I know you have to put stuff down. Please sleep. Okay, thank you. Katie, go on. Yes. Um. It's one of the reasons I like to think my mental health is fairly good because I love to sleep and I know the importance of sleep <laughs> and I take my sleep very seriously. So just know that. <laughs> but um, also just in general, um, yeah, I think I, I have found a balance for myself of, um, you know, kind of things I have to do like schoolwork and stuff while also doing a lot of things I enjoy whether it be acting speech and debate church you know so I, I like to think I'm very balanced in the different spheres of my life and I think I've said that before you know maybe about that okay before. um uh, so for the the de-stress like stress question I don't really know I <laughs> I try to get a good amount of sleep so that's good um and I mean, I try to, like, find time. Like, I, I try to plan things or be a part of things that I know, like, I'm going to enjoy. But also, like, I think I definitely have found a balance. And I'm, like, always working towards finding a balance. And I think part of that is, like, just finding, like, things. A mix of, like, being able to do things that you enjoy while, like, also, like, getting work done. But then also finding time to just like rest you know which is really hard because there's so much stuff to be doing all the time and so I think the main thing for me is just like finding time to rest because I don't do that often so I think that's like where I'm trying to find that balance um but yeah also I think something you touched on like you just touched on right now Mm -hmm. was you said participate in things that you enjoy And I think that such a big part of mental health is finding things not only that you enjoy, but being a part of something that's bigger than yourself is such a good way to feel like you're being productive with something you enjoy. Like, I mean, you guys know I I do, you know, youth mental health campaign stuff on the side and and with my school and I participate in clubs at school, which is fun. And we obviously all do theater together, so just finding things that are outside that are part of a group, being part of a group of people that lift you up is the most fulfilling thing. Yeah. And I think especially if you can find like a way to do that, obviously safely, like during this time, that's so helpful because I know like one of the main reasons I joined this acting group that we're all a part of with theater group is um, 
because like having a community is so helpful and like I haven't had that because especially with just like school and stuff. Okay, so for our last question, we're going to like just say any last like parting thoughts, any inspiration, advice that we want to leave with our listeners. So Dylan, you want to go first? Thank you, Madeline. Yes, I would. <laughs> I am just, as a last thought, I wanted to give a recommendation. I think that everybody who enjoys this podcast will also enjoy and enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you did. If not, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm not sorry. I don't apologize, actually. I would like to recommend the Inside of You podcast. It's called Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. He has a pretty lit jingle at the beginning, and he talks about a lot about mental health. He has celebrities and guests come on the show that he interviews about mental health and getting, like, <laughs> you can't see my quotes, but inside of you. And it's just a really, it's my favorite podcast, and I love listening to it. And I think that it helps um, to know that. <laughs> your favorite podcast? Second favorite podcast, <laughs> obviously. Um and I just think that Michael Rosenbaum is an amazing person and and that it 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 shows that celebrities are people too. Just as Katie and Madeline are showing that I am also a person. And I think that that's beautiful. <laughs> also <laughs> not just, just celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also as a last thought, you know, it's going to be all right. And it's all right if you don't feel a hundred percent all the time or even most of the time because It'll always get better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for a last thought, what's a good la what's a good way of wrapping what all the <laughs> thoughts going on in my brain right now? We talked about a lot today, so I feel like a good last thought is kind of just always be aware, you know, be aware of how the people around you are acting, be aware of how you're acting. Um kind of gauge your own mental health once in a while and and do your best I know it's hard especially in quarantine but do your best to find things that that can boost your mental health if you're not feeling great you know find those small things or perhaps it's a big thing that can boost it um <laughs> and yeah just take care of yourself yeah beautiful beautifully said oh, yeah. thank you Dylan. um I was going to add to that that we now have to come up with a jingle according to Dylan because... Yes! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so if you guys have any suggestions for our jingle, let us know. Um, That's the competition for favorite podcast. If you guys come up with a jingle, boom. Right back up with your first slot, but I need the jingle first. I'm saying it. Okay, okay kind of awkward, but okay. It's still kind of <laughs> awkward that you're on our podcast saying that it's not your favorite. And you've already <laughs> lowered the quality of the podcast by having me on, guys. I didn't say it. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, we're just going to move past that for a second. Um, I'm going to try to ignore that. Um, what do you think, Madeline? That's <laughs> not <laughs> natural. <laughs> What do you think, Madeline? <laughs> what is your opinion? Hola, I'm so Dora. <laughs> okay. Oh, good times. I'm really Go not ahead. sure again what is going on. Okay. Okay. Wow. What? Here, I'll give you a lead-in. Ready? Wow, <laughs> Madeline, your guys' podcast is literally the best podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> period. End of story. 
I don't listen to other podcasts because I only listen to yours. That would be her- heresy. <laughs> <laughs> heresy. I'm committing Thank to that. Right? <laughs> um, obviously, yes. Just to echo what these two have said, um, just make sure you check in with yourself and other people, the people you love as my parting wisdom and take those moments to work on how you're feeling or help other people. Yep, that's my last. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Those are my last um, piece of advice. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode and podcast in general. And if you haven't already, follow our Instagram at since underscore second underscore grade. If you want to follow Dylan, our amazing guest, her Instagram is at Dylan Julia Cooper. And definitely go rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, which Dylan is also the only one to have done. So oh, well, hit that five it. stars. Hit that five stars. Yes, you guys should do that. Um, just be like, wow, they're amazing. Um, <laughs> they're my favorite, even though some people have <laughs> And there's some heresy going on. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, do you want to? Do you guys want to say bye? <laughs> um, yeah. Are your viewers going to think it's weird if I like sign off with, I love you, Madeline, Katie, so much. Since I've known you guys since second grade. Katie since kindergarten, but who's counting? Apparently you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, guys. This has been quite a fun experience for me. And I love having an excuse to just talk to you guys anytime I can. So thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us, Dylan. This was really fun. We love having you on as a guest. Definitely have to do it again. Um, yeah, y'all go hype Dylan up in the comments, too, Instagram, if anything. Be like, wow. Don't make amazing. Dylan hype like, herself like... up in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Don't touch me. I will. I you going to be the only one. So make her feel left <laughs> alone, guys. We gotta, we're a community. We've got to support each other. Um, yeah, okay. So it's Madeline. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait, but we'll see you next week, slash you'll listen to us next week. Okay. It's Madeline. And Katie. And Dylan. Signing off.